right, everyone. Welcome to the show. The Tennessee last, Wildcast. Yeah, the Tennessee Wildcast. I haven't forgotten. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's only gone a week. You did a great job, by the, week. by the way, last week, you and Don King. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we missed you. I'm glad to be back. I don't know what's been going around here in Middle Tennessee, but I was a victim of it. And uh, maybe still a tad down. But anyway, it's good to be back. This is Tennessee Wildcast. Jason Harmon, this is the weekly show of the TWA Weekly Podcast, and we're glad to have you here. Last show of 2016, which means we're going to start talking about 2017. And we have a show full of things that are going to be important to what's coming up early in the year for you as a hunter, as a fisherman, as a a wildlife watcher, uh, as somebody just wants to get outside, can't stand sitting in the house all winter long right because you shouldn't be sitting in the house all winter long there's too much going on to be sitting in the house i can tell you that much we got just two pages of stuff we're going to talk about all interesting okay every bit of it and one thing uh jason just hit my mind while we that's not on here uh tilapia there is a lake in tennessee middle tennessee it's old hickory lake and there's an area called the sting plant Mm -hmm. and somehow these these um tilapia these uh Tropical fish right. have gotten in there. And, of course, you see tilapia at every grocery store you go to. There's boxes of it frozen. Well, these fish have somehow got into the Gallatin sting plant, and anglers have just been whacking them. They're mm-hmm. wearing them out. And I hear one of the best baits is just cut a little piece of worm, put it on a hook, throw it under a bobber. And uh, you and I, if all go, if all go works, if all go works well, I'll get out in a minute. <laughs> if all goes well. Thank you. Schedule works out. <laughs> I told you there's still a tad of it hanging out there, but I know my name today. But anyway, uh, there's a chance you and I are going to get out there and fish with a guy named Troy Basso and show folks how this is done. I keep thinking over the years that these fish are going to go away, but they keep multiplying and, mm. and anglers are catching the heck out of them. Well, it's that discharge, right, from the steam plant. It is. The warm it, water, and, and they like it right there. It is, and there's a barrier that won't let you go far back. Something that I'm going to find out about, I keep getting asked to find out when the TVA is going to lift that barrier, as promised. But they're still catching fish way out from that barrier because that warm water discharges way on down. It comes out mm-hmm. and for a long way down the river, it's warmer, and these fish somehow make it through the winter reproduce and if you don't know what tilapia is a lot of these fish are used by our, by by folks that have farm ponds for they get their bass in there mm-hmm. and growing their bass and they'll use them in the summertime because they reproduce so much and they're always having these young two three four times during the summer and so they provide great bait and well, they're good in the old hickory and they provide great food yeah so i say they're good eating too yeah we even created a state record for them uh, a year or two ago so now if you go look at the state records that tennessee has tilapia is listed in there mm. And I hadn't looked at it last year or so, but it was four or five pounds. So yeah. they can get pretty large. I understand cool. they fight pretty well. And uh, we're going to do something fun on that here coming up in the new year, if we can. Well, okay. I can't wait to catch some fish. It'd be fun. Hey, I want to say something else before we get too deep into it. Episode 44, we didn't get started. The show didn't get started at the beginning of 2016, but we've done 44 shows since we got started. So started that's pretty in March, cool. I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 44. So we're getting there. We're 44 strong. One year. We appreciate those of you watching it. Tell your friends about it. Yeah. it look, this is about... Uh, your agency and we get so many great people here talking about what they're doing with their fishing programs and their hunt programs or i should say their wildlife and fish programs and with their watchable wildlife programs and it's a way for you to learn from us no we're not real controversial i don't slam the guys that come in here to get interviewed (laughs) if you want to do a show out there and do that that's your business but we do ask them some tough questions and we do want them to tell you what's going on with the with the project you pay for Mm -hmm. Uh, sportsman dollars keep us going at this agency and have for a long time all about keeping the the sportsman informed it is and uh, knowledge it's all about knowledge the more you know just add this to that toolbox you got out there that you go out with and 
and get on the water with and get in the woods with and know what we're doing on top of all that great knowledge you know about hunting and fishing and it'll just help you make you and, smart and you don't have to get online to, to get the show you can just download it in itunes and it's on your phone or whatever and go yep. with it podcast version is Take is easy to download and and get a you know pull it up on your phone when you're driving down the road or when you're busy you can just be listening to it you that's know? right yeah sure as you're taking that trip across town going to memphis in a couple of weeks well you are too because we're going to a commission meeting. yes and uh, it's a good chance to listen to some of the old shows and we keep all the shows out there there's some terrific shows out there about what's going on uh and one of them and i'm gonna go ahead and get on our list sure. is, is about one or two of them is about the tucker buck the tennessee tucker buck and here coming up jason in the first of the year are you gonna hit one more thing first yeah let me do that thank you thank you for reminding me before yeah. we get to all that stuff we want to talk about uh a couple things. Um, one is the passing. This is get the sad news out of the way. Uh, the guy on the left is Wade Bourne. He is a wonderful person. He passed away recently. And the next to him guy next to him is Wade White. He's a county executive up in Kentucky. And this was a period of time where we were fighting the Corps of Engineers trying to shut down our access below dams. And Wade was a great help, both of the Wades. But the one in the back with the headset on is Wade Bourne one of the best-known outdoor journalists in all of America, and he was cutting a Christmas tree and died shortly after cutting. had a heart attack mm. and died, and it just it shocked all his friends in the outdoors world. And he did something called Wired to Hunt and Wired to Fish. That was one of many things he did through the years on a national broadcasting, and um, that's what he's doing there. He's doing a Wired to with Wade White. And national show, and I know all his listeners are going to miss him so much, but you saw him on TV for decades you read thousands of his articles if you were just an avid reader of outdoors and he wrote for all the national magazines and what's you know he not was he not only was he a nice guy he lived in Clarksville Tennessee that's what I was going to say he was native of Clarksville he right native of Clarksville had a terrific place that's his house where it that or actually it's his his, his dog house like I call mine here you know, man house whatever we were in that day man cave man cave that's yeah. right and Wade was just a wonderful person and we're going to miss Wade and I just hate that it happened and um We'll remember him for a long time. His legacy will last a long time. He won just about every honor you get in the outdoors mm-hmm. world out there. Never talked about it. He's just the man. Wrote all kinds of books. There's Wade Bourne books on hunting and fishing everywhere. Well, speaking of books, he's in the uh, he has a quote in our new coffee table book that we have out uh, for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a wonder. Y'all did a good job talking about that last week. Yeah, if you that's missed last week's show, go back and and watch that and learn about that book. But uh, you can buy one online. At uh, the foundation's website and so. see some terrific um, photography across the state and quote from people like Wade that are well known in Tennessee and mm-hmm. and a lot of other folks. Uh, all right, now the uh, Tennessee Tucker Buck. That's it. We this is we're only a few weeks away now where that rack that you see Stephen Tucker holding there. This was at a commission meeting and following the commission meeting, we took went outside and took a f- bunch of photos photographs with this young guy, twenty six years old from uh, Sumner County, Tennessee. This buck was taken near Gallatin or in Gallatin, uh, back it in the muzzleloader. Possible world record, certainly one of the most elite, non-typical racks ever taken in America, even if it's not number one. But early in early January, early to mid-January, Dale Grandstaff, the officer you see down on the bottom, he, uh, he along with one or two others that are professional scorers. Um, from certified scores. Certified scores from Boone and Crockett will measure that rack again dry weight mm-hmm. uh, or dried. And um, and see if it holds what the original measurement showed. The original measurement showed that it would be 
the world record, so we'll right. see. And Dale, as he said on this show, and you can go back and watch it, he was very conservative in his measurements and what mm-hmm. he did. So you and I will be there. Barry Cross will be there. We're going to document this thing. We're going to put it on another podcast. We'll put it out on Facebook. Right. And we'll let folks see what got found out, whether it holds as a world record or or not. We'll have some video and, and photos of that so you can see some of it happening. With some cool music, right? Yeah, we'll put some something behind it. <laughs> some banjos, maybe. We'll put no. something there. Anyway, I look forward to seeing that. And, and I like Steven. He's a nice young man. And look forward to seeing what happens that day. Maybe get the director down there to work with us a little bit, too. But there's no doubt it's going to be the state record for sure, probably. I yeah. guess it will be it, for it non-typical. Be. Yeah. It, there's no doubt state record blown away mm-hmm. it's that that's over yeah uh, unless he breaks the rack before he gets it there or something <laughs> like that all right um and speaking of deer while we're there we there's been some trouble lately i think it's a little bit better getting harvest information off of our website mm-hmm. people are used to going in there and finding out especially with the season getting close to an end finding out where the harvest how good it was what counties did well what wildlife management areas that's going to get better in 2017. Right. The new vendor company we had called Brent is working on it. And a few weeks ago, Chuck Yost was on here. He said it's going to come back better than ever. And it's just going to be a terrific thing for you to look at. So just want to let you know, it is coming back. Hopefully we'll have it before turkey season. I don't know what their timeline is on it. But unless you've heard something, Jason, it's going to get better. Have you made it better yourself, Jason? I got to go a little bit uh, earlier in the season, but I hadn't been since then. So, uh, so you didn't push it up any? No, no all right, not, uh, not yet. All right, I'm gonna well, try to go this to week. Go. You still got some time to live. We're gonna talk about the juvenile hunting here in a minute. But for every hunter, all hunters, including mm-hmm. juvenile, you can take your youngster yeah. out right now. Yep. The uh, deer season goes for all the state for every bit of the state until January. Uh, let me take my glasses off so I can see January the eighth. Okay, mm-hmm. that goes everywhere across the state. You need to look at bag limits. And then there's that season you said started last year. Just I think for, it was, yes. I think last year was the first year they started doing that. Regardless, it's in unit L only. And mm-hmm. there's a, it's a season that goes from January 9th to January 13th. And unit L, of course, is a part of the state that has the most deer in it. And it's all antlerless. It's all antlerless. So mm-hmm. remember that in your guide on page 22. All right. Yep. It's all there. And then after that, one more hunt. The kids get to go on the 14th, 15th. 14th and 15th. And their bag limit is the same as, as, Everybody else is. If they've already harvested their two bucks, they're only looking for antlerless deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're yep. two antler deer, we have to say these days. Mm-hmm. They're only looking for antlerless. So make sure you do the right thing. Check out the guide. Get those kids outside. And next year, if we, whenever, early in the year, that harvest information should be out there. Because I know some of you start researching long before deer season starts right. to see what you're going to do next year. All right. Now, as we move on, waterfowl hunters. Waterfowl, yes. Waterfowl hunters. You waterfowl hunters got until late January. I'm not even looking at the back end of that date yet, but you got late till January. You're on your own. Make sure you look at our website to see some areas where drawings are are done on the weekends, okay? Make Mm -hmm. sure there's some youth hunts that are going to be drawn coming up pretty soon on some of our areas west of here. Make sure at tnwildlife.org. We're also posting some on our Facebook. Put a lot of great stuff on our Facebook. We're 87,000 folks strong. We're going to keep you growing, and I hope you get out there because – we're putting information on there from all across Tennessee. And don't forget we're on Instagram, too, now. We're trying to keep that updated and Twitter. So Yeah, yeah. You're going to like our new app, our new phase coming up pretty soon. Yep. That'll be for a later. But, but that's coming up in 2017 pretty quick, too. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do that. There will be a, a youth hunt for juvenile, too, that we'll get into a lot more later. Back of the season again. They have two Saturdays after the regular season ends. And a lot of times that's the best two Saturdays of the year, I think. So. Uh, Tennessee Uncharted. Let's talk about them for a minute. We got a whole lot more hunting and fishing. Well, let's stuff hit Sandhill Cranes first, uh, since we're talking about waterfowl. That's my bad notes. 
You're doing That's all good. right. Hey, I'll keep you on track. You still got a little bit of it. You know. That and I can't read my notes, <laughs> but you're right. A little, little, uh, little bit behind. Sandhill Crane coming up. This is such a cool event um, that, mm-hmm. that's uh, over at Burke School, I think. Birchwood School. Birchwood School. Yep. And that's held. Uh, in Meigs County. Thank you. Meigs County. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Just so you can go watch the crage. Uh, there's music. There's uh, the Raptor Show that the American Eagle Foundation puts on. There's all kinds of good stuff going on. Route, there. route 66 of that. Who's going to be there? No, it's uh, Second Nature. Second Nature. Yeah. You're in Route 66. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm in the road crew. Yes. The road crew. Yeah. Ah, I'll get right on You'll get it. You'll yeah. get it. All right. But Second Nature is going to be there. And that's Don mm-hmm. King. Yep. And he'll be in there with a couple Don, Dave Woodward's good friend. And, yep. And some other folks. And Brant Miller. Brant Miller. So. Brent Miller. Yeah. But so anyway, that's a lot of fun. There's another. Uh, another, uh, I guess, uh, Appalachian music kind of group's going to be there too, and and then all the the festivities with the birds and some booths set up, and then going to watch the uh, cranes. The cranes, and I think I saw a memo from Mimi the other day. Yes, our information. She said the birds are already there. And it's on Facebook. I think there was a little video on Facebook. She did check out our Facebook. She put it out on Facebook, and that is fun. That is something for all the kids. If you just want to get outside, the kids love this thing. There's so many events going on. Lee Wilmot. Who works there told me there's a bus that shuttles people everywhere. You don't have to get out and do a lot of walking. Yeah. They will take care of you at this thing. Back and forth from the school to the uh, viewing site. So, how was the refuge? All right. I'll make sure I'm on the right order now here, Jason. So, all right. Let's talk about Uncharted. This They're in their uh, early in their season. And uh, Tennessee Uncharted has been on here recently. You can go watch Eric Baker and, and uh, Taylor Walters on a show we recently did. Fun show with them about what they're what all they're doing. In 2017, they are getting outside and doing a lot of a lot of fishing and hunting style of activities, mm-hmm. all about your state. And uh, Eric is a fun guy. He's fun to talk to. He has got a lot of energy. Got a lot of energy. He's a guy that really he probably described himself as an average sportsman at best. That's always learning, and he shows how he learns to you. And just a does a terrific job doing it. Personalities. Really great. But Tennessee Chartered, you can go out on their website and find out where all their broadcasts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And see what they're doing there. You can see a lot of them on TWA TV. Right. That we help out a lot with. You can see this show on TWRA TV. You can, and well. a lot of people are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are watching us out there now, and that's a good thing. TWRA.TV. Uh, all right. Coming up, stocking schedule. Is that where we are? Yes. Our hatchery crews from are out there. Now, this is Dale. That's a... Jason's going to show you the stocking schedule here. Now, this is under four anglers on our website. Okay. You click under four anglers. You can click trout information slash stocking, and then right there is 2017 trout stocking schedule. And like like we said last week on the show, it heats up in January, early January, January 4th. It, it took a little break during the Christmas, and then after New Year's, they come back and go all over the place. And what you see that you don't see on there right now is that every now and then when we have some inclement weather or maybe something happens to a hatchery truck, you'll see – Something get crossed out with red or written in red, and it's just telling you that it's going to be rescheduled. I don't. It's been very few of any that have not ever been stocked. They've been rescheduled. If we had an ice storm and the truck couldn't roll, but if you see that, look for when they're rescheduled and go out there and fish. These are seven fish a day, no size limit, and take some fish home. And if you don't know how to cook trout, go online and find your recipe or two and experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, trout can be very good. These are, these are, you know, these aren't big trout. They're great tasting trout. They're big enough to take home. And every now and then there is that, uh, that golden egg of trout in there. They'll put in a little brood fish that, that little brood fish might weigh three, four or five pounds. Yeah. And if you get that, you might want to go buy a lottery ticket because you've done well that oh, day. Oh yeah. It's a nice, it is a nice surprise. And speaking of hatcheries, Normandy hatchery, mm-hmm. place that I love. Normandy Hatchery is in Middle Tennessee. 
Oh, you want to talk about that first? Since well, that was up. some of the catching. Did we some get shots it? from okay. from the from you the trout that behind me. Yeah, we already showed that. You want to hit the sauger real quick we'll and, the, and the yeah. walleye yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's part of it too. Sauger and walleye is is um, this time of year. You might see a lot of our guys on the water. This is when our hatchery crews will get started again too, and they'll get out and they'll start looking for fish like these two. And that's Brian. I'm gonna talk more about Brian James here in a few minutes toward the end of the show. But they'll get out, they'll get out with their nets, they'll get out below our dams, they'll get out down in our river systems, and they're looking for these big old brew walleye and sauger. Mm-hmm. And this is a sauger in that case, but they'll also go to places like Big Rock, no Center Hill, and they'll look for large walleye, not monster walleye. They, they want something that's between small and big, but that's a nice hefty fish that's got a lot of egg in it and other mm-hmm. stuff, and they take them back to the hatchery. And they uh, they produce tens of thousands of fish yeah. off of these fish that they come back and put in our water. So if you see some boats out there in the wintertime and there's nets going somewhere, don't be alarmed. They're just trying to get you more fish. And uh, it's really fun to go out there and watch them do it. In oh, these, yeah. And these elements are really good at I think it. you and I went one year. Uh, we did. And they shocked up a, a nice muskie over at uh, Rock Island. I we think did. It was, it was, near it, Rock Island. It was Rock Island, and they – I couldn't believe how many walleye that I would go up there and not catch that were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know they at that time of year these walleye got something else on their minds. Yeah. But they did. I think we shocked up that day. Brian held is a fifty inch muskie. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Yeah, it was nice, kind of like regular. With, yeah, <laughs> big fish. Beautiful waters. We have all kinds of stuff in here. So you're going to see uh, them doing that, and we'll report more on that. Okay. Now this is a. Is that an ocean? It's an ocean. <laughs> it looks like an ocean. It was a big old pond. Normandy Hatchery. That's a. This con- it's a neighborhood in the city of Normandy behind that pond. That is a brand new lined pond at Normandy Hatchery in Middle Tennessee, one of our state-of-the-art hatcheries that's having uh, a lot more ponds added to it. I just want to tell you that as a sportsman in Tennessee, it's where some of your dollars go. Mm-hmm. This is just one pond. It was the biggest one there. It's not in use yet. It just recently got lined. This is what they do so they can help keep the critters out of it, and, <clears throat> and uh, it's easier to clean and all that stuff. It'll be filled with water in the next year or so, but there's another six or eight ponds around it, smaller, okay. that are being built, making this hatchery larger so we can produce more fish for sportsmen across the Tennessee. And that's one of them. That might actually be a uh, one of the reservoir ponds that they where water goes into from other ponds, and sometimes they'll dump brood fish into them for a little while. But there's a bunch of these there. We'll get you caught up with all that because even though it's in Middle Tennessee, southern sort of southern Middle Tennessee, it's uh, it's producing fish that go all across the state. Just like a lot of the other hatcheries around the state, we'll bring some fish here or we mm-hmm. trade out or whatever. Always trying to figure out what's the best, what hatchery does should raise this fish, and where those fish should go. But Normandy's going to be huge after this. It's already a big hatchery. Oh, yeah. So anyway, looking forward to all that happening. We'll keep you updated on uh, updated on that. Uh, our phone. Let's talk about our phone. Yeah, look you at that. talk about it? Look at that brand new screen you there. you got a lot to do with this now. This uh, this is our new a new look of our our smartphone app it's really similar to the old look but you see some new buttons at the bottom and you see uh, a little different design and uh looking forward to getting this out hopefully around march is what we're shooting for want to try to do it when the new license comes out Mm -hmm. so it all kind of work together but i want you to look at jason i are particularly proud of that last button down there the one says stay connected stay connected and then on the bottom left it says news and you'll see a little facebook icon in there and twitter icon and 
another icon. It's Instagram, yeah. Instagram. You click on that, we'll get all those social media, but we also have our newsroom in there mm-hmm. and our tag board in there. Yep. And it's going to be very effective for keeping you in touch with the news that's going on with us. It have our podcast connection links in there. to Yeah, links to the podcast yeah. will be there. So, so we have all that there in addition to the, the how to buy a license and report your harvest and boat renewal and regulations and sunrise and moon phase and you can do your current location, so if you're like me and you're lost, you can help yourself get out. <laughs> I needed that a long time ago. I would be less, a lot less lost. But anyway, we're proud of it. We'll announce it more as it gets closer, and it's going to work a lot better for you than what we got now. It's just time to go to that next phase. Yep, that's it. Jason worked hard on that, by the way. Had some great ideas for it. We worked with Michael May and his crew uh, out of our IT division. Mm-hmm. really appreciate them. And also Tracy Porter, if she's watching. Yeah. I don't want GIS, to yeah. GIS. All right. Then appreciate, what? appreciate all their work. We do. They're terrific. Uh, small game season. Yep. All right. The great news about small game season is that big game season or deer season is coming to an end, right? Yep. Slowing uh, down. Slowing down. And so at least by the time the kids, kids get through hunting in mid-January, you will have all the way to the end of February to have outside pretty much by yourself. Mm-hmm. Take your dogs out there. Go quail hunting. Uh, that must be a Tom Wood photo because that sure is good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go out there and go quail hunting. Go rabbit hunting. Uh, go squirrel hunting. squirrel hunting, just whatever small game is open. All those are open until the last day of February, the three we just mentioned. Right. And get your dogs outside. You don't have to worry about running into deer hunters that time of year. But I mean, go now, but you go then. Uh, the, the deer hunters are out, and it's all yours. We have a lot of wildlife management areas that are open to access. If you don't have access on private land, a lot of WMAs, many, many of them are in that guide that Jason's mm-hmm. looking at. It's page 18 for the small game hunting seasons, and they show your open and close dates and your bag limits. So just uh, check your guide, page 18. All right. Also oh. coming in 2017, Jason, did you want to add something? Nope, okay. I'm good. The turkey study that we're talking about, Richard Kirk does mm-hmm. a really good uh, interview, also found out on one of our shows about a study going on turkey that's going to be in its – really going into its, I guess, first year in the spring probably already some work being done on it it's just a study to discover what's going on with our wild birds in tennessee there's some issues down in southern middle tennessee and the study's not just about southern middle tennessee it's about what's happening with turkeys in tennessee may not be anything bad happening but it's a five or six year study the the results we're hoping will work help us give us information across the state about what's going on with birds we are in the post-restoration era we're, we're years behind it now. Mm-hmm. That don't mean we don't move a bird here or there uh, every now and then, but we're in the post, uh, post-restoration post era. What's happened now that they've had a lot of years not having birds added to their population? Uh, what's going to happen in the future? Is there not enough food? Is there carrying capacity? Are there diseases? A lot of information that we'll get one of these smart guys on here to talk about. And uh, we'll be updating you about in in the weeks and months and maybe years ahead. Yeah, we'll have results from those studies. We do. We'll uh, talk about that. We, we will talk about that, and it's a it's an extensive study being done by University of Tennessee or mm-hmm. one of those universities. Yeah, and, uh, we'll have more about that. But it's being conducted down in southern uh, southern Middle Tennessee, which is like Lawrence County, Wayne County, those areas right in there. Right. Okay. Um, boat shows. Boat coming shows. Up. They're coming up right around the corner. They are. We're going to be at a lot of boat shows. Uh, we're going to be at a lot of fish shows, and we hope you come to them. This is a chance we have. Uh, and it, there's a bunch of them across the state. I'm going to name uh, one or two in Middle Tennessee because that's the ones I'm most familiar with because mm-hmm. I've worked them for a thousand years. Not this year, but I have. There's one done to be down at uh, our new convention center downtown in Nashville. It'll be in January. It's Nashville NMMA Nashville Boat Show, and then we're going to have a fish show, fish and boat show over at the fairgrounds. A few weeks later, I think, all that's listed out on, do a search form, 
And then uh, in f- February, there's the in the National Wild uh, Turkey Federation. Wild Turkey Federation. So you got all that to look forward to. That'd be at Opryland. Be at Opryland. Mm-hmm. But there's shows going on all across our state, and our guys, like you see sitting in this boat, will be at those booths. It's a way to go get a lot of your questions answered, and about boating, and about boating needs, and pick up some boating information. But we'll be at all over the place coming up in the next few weeks ahead. Uh, Alan Harold, if you're in Middle Tennessee, and Barry Cross will be handling the ones in the mid-state. And uh, there will be a whole bunch of boating officers there who are terrific and mm-hmm. really good about answering your questions and wanting to help you out. So Boating season will be right around the corner. Get your kids in that course. If, if you don't know what that is or take the test, you don't have to take a course. I did recently. I took it online yeah. and even passed it. So I actually have my boating education, and I didn't have to take it. You don't have to take it unless you were born after January 1st, 1989. But if you're born after that date, you got to take a course. I mean, you got to take a test and mm-hmm. pass it. I recommend you go into a course. Before you take that test. Right. At least do it online. But if you can go find an Allen Herald out there to teach you, your kids will be much better off. You going to take put Tucker in it? He will have to if he's going to drive a boat. Uh, One good. of these days. All right. We're getting close to the end here. We okay on time? Yeah, we got we got a little bit here. Okay. About six minutes. All right. Five Asian minutes. carp. That's coming up also this year. Uh, our guys are going to continue to work on the Asian carp. You'll be hearing us talk more about it. But the Asian carp is... If you ask some of the fish biologists, the number one issue in the land, at least or on the water, in this part of the world with their concerns for this invasive creature called an Asian carp. There's mm-hmm. big head carp and there's silver carp and there may be one or two others in there. But this is the big issue. And the, we went out earlier this year, was it November? Uh, yeah. It was in November. It was cold. And they, they did a carp blitz. It didn't, they did okay. They didn't do what they wanted to, but part of what they were trying to discover with this carp blitz is the best time to go do the carp blitz. Mm-hmm. So they're going to continue to do this stuff, try to catch more fish, try to figure out how to get them out of the water, try to get them more, try to get commercial fishermen more involved, try to help get a market created or more markets created because there's some created to get people buying these. And if you catch one, do not throw it back in. Mm-mm. In fact, take it to the house and eat it. I understand yeah. they're terrific. They're not bad. And I think they're a little bony and maybe you got to work around those. But other than that, you got to clean it. It will be the thing. And it's good fish, good it, eating. Next blitz, if they have a good day, we'll get one or two and have a demonstration and put it on Facebook mm-hmm. and cook it. How to how to fillet it, how to fry it. I mean, they're, they're, they're sifters. They just they sift. They don't eat a bunch of stuff off the bottom. Their meat should be delicious. Mm-hmm. It's just getting in there and getting it off. But they reproduce by the Drigans. And uh, so our guys in the fish division, they're working with Kentucky on this. I don't know if you can see that shot all the way at the bottom with David Roddy, but he's holding a skeletized. Oh, yeah. He was having fun with it. and uh, A little skeletized. Somebody had thrown one up on the bank or it had died somehow, and it was there. Uh, anyway, Brian James, did we talk about him? Did I go into length about him? We're not not in length. We're going to hit the cypress trees, and then he's, ah, here we are. He's we're pictured, right yeah. Okay, cypress trees, Mister Cypress Man. If you go out on the Percy Priest Lake in Middle Tennessee, you're going to see these trees all over, and they're in this time of year. They're this is in the flatlands up in the lake. Waters drop below them, but when that water comes back, they turn green and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they have these big knees. The bigger they get, the bigger knees they get, and these fish just get all over them. Yeah. And otherwise, there would be nothing there but mud. But that man on the left, Brian James, and that's Wade, his buddy next to him. But Brian is retiring on um, the, at the end of this year. December 31st is his last official day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say goodbye to Brian and how much say how much I appreciate him. He has done more. They need to rename Percy Priest Lake to Percy Priest, Brian James Cypress Lake, or I don't know. And he's, he has planted thousands and thousands, or helped plant, others have helped, thousands of cypress trees in there. And you can't tell that there, but that's what he's doing in between all those stalks. 
He's putting in tiny little seed in his hand. He's putting those tiny cypress trees in, mm-hmm. he and Wade, and he's been doing that for decades. Started by, with a with a biologist named Doug Pellerin who retired before you ever started here, Jason. Yeah. And Brian has just kind of continued it and has just done a fantastic job. So when you go riding around Percy Priest and you see all these trees and they're green and beautiful in the summer and there's water over those knees and you throw a buzz bait in there and get your big bass out. We have to try that. And just say thank you to Brian. Thank you, bit. Brian. Thanks, Brian. And just like Thanks, all buddy. Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency employees, you can they're everywhere, got their hands in everything. I mean, fish guy, but – well, he was helping a dove hunt here this past season, one of the dove hunts I was at. So. That's a problem with Brian to the bitter end. Always out helping out where they can. Brian has been on so many things through the years. He's a, He's been a great employee, and I know he's looking forward to, to getting on with his next life. Really good taxidermist. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. He's a really photographer. good photographer. Yep. And uh, Brian won't have any problem problem doing work. I just think he's ready to go do something else. Yep. No more cypress trees, Brian. Yep. Go, she'll go fish them now. And finally, let me at least mention our license yeah. uh, coming up. License sales. GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. Or TNWildLife.org will get you there. Yep. You're going to be learning more about it. We've talked about it a lot, but some of you aren't going to be buying your license until until March 1st or thereafter, and mm-hmm. you're going to see a whole different thing when you go out there. You're going to like it if you give it some time. Uh, it, Brant Services has done a great job with their transition. Right. Vendor is that sort of that wonkish inside talk that might bore you, but it's important to you because how you buy your licenses. And it's going to be a lot better both in the license agencies in the field or if you go on the site and buy right here. We're going to do a video pretty soon on something called the collector license. It's a beautiful $5 card that you can put in your pocket. Ralph McDonald art. And I'm going to order one ASAP. Yeah. And we'll be talking about that more. But you're going to like our new licenses this coming year. The way you get it, how easy it is to get, and how you can re-get it if you lose it. Yep. Hey, thanks for watching this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on TNWildlife.org. We're on TNWildcast.com. So just get out there and listen to us, watch us, and keep coming back because every week we're still out there. And what we should say in a couple more days, Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you have a great 2017.